For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Drama bomb. Donald Trump disinvited to tonight's Red State event here in Atlanta. Was that the right call? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Normally every Saturday from 3 to 6, but today I am preempted or at least pushed back a little bit from uh, my show will be on from 4 to 7 because WSB has been covering the Red State event. It is uh, a gathering here in Atlanta of uh, the majority of Republican candidates for the presidential nomination. But it was in the news because of a little drama that's been unfolding. Tonight, from 6 to 9, is a tailgate party uh, co-hosted between uh, Red State and WSB at the College Football Hall of Fame. I think it's sold out, so you can't go. But Donald Trump was going to be the keynote speaker of that event. And uh, something he said so offended Eric Erickson that Erickson rescinded the invitation to this event. So if you know the story, then, uh, then you know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to tell you in a nutshell what happened i'll I'll tell you what what the comment was what donald trump had um said was megan kelly was out to get me basically at this debate on thursday night this fox debate she was uh blood was coming out of her eyes was coming out of her wherever and that was widely interpreted as meaning that Donald Trump was saying that uh, that Megyn Kelly couldn't think straight or had uh, was overly emotional because of her hormones or whatever, her female parts. I'm not sure that I really think that's what he meant, but but it's it's I would say it's the common interpretation of it. I'm going to give you my reasons for being unsure, but let me kind of give you the backstory so of where this came from and what happened at the debate that kind of sparked this whole back and forth. Thursday night, there was this debate. It was the 10, uh, there were two debates. One, I call it the B list on earlier in the evening. It was the seven people who couldn't even get 1% of the polling as, uh, as presidential nominee contenders for the Republicans. And then the main event, the primetime uh, debate, was the 10 biggest polling contenders. And there still weren't like huge contenders. You basically had to get more than 1%. But the leader, the front runner, is Donald Trump. So he had center stage. And the Fox guys, the guy, the moderators were. Brett Baer, Megyn Kelly, and Chris Wallace. So if you watch Fox News, you're going to know all those guys. They came out basically swinging. I mean, but I didn't think that they were like super nasty, vicious. I remember feeling like when Ron Paul was on the stage, people got pretty ugly towards him. But it was still a uh, very aggressive moves by the moderators coming right out of the chute 
So the first thing that happened was Brett Baer asked everybody on stage, the 10 Republican contenders, uh, he said, if you will not commit to supporting whoever the Republican nominee ends up being, if you will not commit to not running a third party campaign, it was a very kind of convoluted question to get one person to raise his hand, and that was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the only person who would raise his hand saying, I do not commit to supporting whoever the Republican nominee is, unless it's me. And I do not commit to not running a campaign, uh, a third party campaign. So, and, and I liked the way Donald Trump, what he was saying, I don't think he explained it quite perfectly, but what he said, he's always the deal maker. He said, this is my leverage. I'm not going to promise you I'm no threat to you. If you don't want to see me battling your guy in the general election, make me your guy. This is my leverage to get the Republican nomination, and that's what I want. I thought it was pretty clever, and it made me think that Trump can really think on his feet. He's intelligent. He's articulate. I mean, he's bombastic and obviously says stuff that doesn't always come across right. Anyway, the next question was from Megyn Kelly, said to him, read off some things he said. She said, you called women at one time or another, uh, I don't know, fat pig, an animal, stuff like that. She's reading off to him. And Trump, it cracked me up. He said, I only said that about Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, I was laughing. So, but Megyn Kelly's all serious. And she's like, no, that's not true. And he said, yeah, I know it's not true. I'm just saying, I'm not PC. I don't care. You, Megan, abuse me and I don't abuse you. And I could. So I'm not that bad, I guess, was his message. Anyway, the way the mainstream media reported Donald Trump's uh, performance in many quarters was that he was floundering, this and that. And I just didn't think so. I thought he did great in the debate. I thought they didn't get him down. That's what I thought. But uh I, you know, and I, I respect that, but I, I myself, I'm a libertarian. I'm a lot more serious than that. So I do appreciate what he's doing, but like, I would have preferred some, you know, getting into it with the policy issues like Chris Christie and Rand Paul over the fourth amendment. I would have preferred that. But, uh, but I did think that he sounded smart. You know, he says nuclear instead of nuclear, which so many of these guys whose hands going to be on the button or say it wrong. And I just, you know, if you're a regular guy, I don't care. But if you got your hand on the button, say nuclear. And he does. So I appreciate that. But anyway, after that, there was all this uh, talk about this exchange. And he, Donald Trump was doing a, an interview on CNN with a guy named Don Lemon, who has a show on there. And I thought Lemon was clearly baiting Trump to talk about Megyn Kelly. And he actually said, I only want to talk about her because you brought her up. I'm like, that is definitely not true. This was an agenda item. He had a bunch of provocative tweets at the ready to get Trump to respond. And he said... Uh, I don't respect her. She's a lightweight. She was coming after me. Stuff like that. I'm paraphrasing. And one of the things he said was she had blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. And it sounded to me like a stream of consciousness. I'm not sure exactly what he meant, but it, it was widely interpreted by the mainstream that he was talking about her cycle. And I'll tell you, in listening to all the coverage about this, I am so much more grossed out by how the mainstream media is discussing this in like blunt, gross terms that I would never. 
uh, normally hear. So like with Trump's quotes, Trump's clips were on the radio and I was in the car with my kids. I wouldn't have turned it off. You couldn't even really understand what he was saying if he was even saying that. But all the coverage after that is it just I would have turned that off in front of my kids. Like it was definitely, I think, more tasteless to harp on it. But uh, but the people were offended by it. They think it's it was really uh, beyond the pale. So uh, Erickson, Eric Erickson disinvited him from this red state event. And as a libertarian, this is Erickson's deal. He should be able to do whatever he wants. It's Trump's mouth. He should be able to say whatever he wants unless he's planning on making laws that discriminate against women. I don't I'm not really threatened by Trump's comments. And and it's not like it's any news. This all started because he says offensive things to women and and i actually never even thought that was the big deal the one thing i thought was kind of distasteful on trump's part is that he left his wife for his younger mistress then he left her for another one and i feel like that he actually damaged real people damaged real women and and uh, disrespected them and his vows so if i were going to reject him on like uh, um, uh, on behalf of women, it would really be on behalf of those women he actually injured. But even that I didn't hold against him because, I mean, you can't, if you were looking for a morally perfect candidate, we would have no president, which might even be better. <laughs> so anyway, um, but I didn't, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to interpret for myself if he really did mean this like gross, weird thing that people think he means. So I went back and I went to CNN to find the clip and I found the clip and it wasn't crystal clear and I wanted to see the whole interview. I actually had to go to YouTube to see the whole entire interview. And about two minutes after he said this about Megyn Kelly, he said that Chris Wallace was also going after him. And he said, two minutes after he said that about Megyn Kelly, he said about Chris Wallace, oh yeah, he had blood pouring out of his eyes too. So... What did he mean? Some, one thing about Megyn Kelly and something else about Chris Wallace? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me that this was what was in his mind. But it also doesn't make sense to me that when Erickson approached him about this or the media asked him about this, his his press releases, his response didn't mention that. Didn't mention that he couldn't have meant just a female thing since he used the same slam against a male. So I don't know if there are games going on. We just heard at the top of the hour that uh, Trump's political advisor resigned or was fired. We don't know. Maybe it's for the handling of this thing. Maybe it shouldn't have blown up so much. I really don't know. I get the strong sense that uh, there are some shenanigans going on. I've always felt that the way the media has really overcovered Trump has played right into his popularity, his growing, you know, no PR is bad PR, right? Isn't that what they say? So I, 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 and in light of the fact that the debate on Thursday night was a record breaker for viewers, that Fox treated it as a big money thing, that Donald Trump is a reality star and these guys know what they're doing. I mean, who knows what's really going on behind the scenes, but I have gotten such a response on Facebook, Twitter, my email. I know that people have strong feelings from both directions on this. So I want to hear what you have to say. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 
High today of 91. It's a 9 on the Mellish meter. Stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And we are talking about the Donald and his comments about Megyn Kelly. I'm not even sure he meant it to be offensive. He's got lots of offensive stuff that you could pick on. But this is the story of the day. So I'm going to go to Janet in Atlanta. Janet, you're on with Monica. Yay! Um, you know, I heard that interview, and and it didn't. And I've I've had mine. You know what? For more than forty years, more than older than Eric is, and I did not. It didn't even cross my mind that anybody that she meant that. Me neither. And you is, can't even say is, it. I can't even say it on the air. But all these what? guys are up there saying like all different words for like female okay. parts. I'm like, dude, right. dude, we yeah. don't talk about that stuff. Even Listen, Trump though, didn't say it. This is a backstory, though, that you got to think about, too, that kind of makes me wonder about Eric and his, his true motives. Because um, several weeks ago, because I'm a regular listener to his radio show when I'm driving home, and, and he had, you know, he was going back and forth about, well, was Donald Trump going to get invited to the Red State or not, blah, 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 blah. And it, and it was hinged on, well, you know, he might decide to run as an independent. And and I don't want him there if he's going to do that. You know, he has to, you know, give his allegiance to the Republican Party. Well, okay, so that that happened. So that kind of perked my ears up at that time. And so I was surprised that Trump came, was invited. Well, then um, the thing is, is that then the other night at the uh, debate, you know, Trump wouldn't wouldn't commit to not running as a third party. And and I and that probably didn't sit very well with Eric. And, and here's Trump, like the star of, of, of Red State, uh, the Red State gathering. And I think that Eric, and I don't know if he really thought about this, but I just think that, you know, this gave Eric a really good reason to disinvite him. And the thing is, too, you got to remember about a guy like Trump. He's kind of like a boxer. Everybody wants to take a shot at hitting him. Yeah, like when you go to jail and you're the big guy and everybody wants to take you down. Yeah, you're just in a bar, you're in a bar, and somebody says, hey, that's the heavyweight champ. And, you know, and you get all these all these guys who are nobodies who wanted, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I took a shot at, you know, Mike Tyson or, yeah, I'm... And, well, and the yeah. thing is, it's very easy. And the thing is, is that guys like Eric might drive Trump to run as a third party and you're just handing it to Hillary Clinton. It's funny, Janet, because there are so many possible ways to see that there are machinations going on here. I mean, I got emails saying they're out to get Trump. I got emails saying Trump is a false flag. This is all a game to make Jeb Bush look sane and reasonable. I don't know. I actually don't know what happened here behind the scenes. I'm not going to uh, try to read Eric's mind. I'm happy for anybody to call in on any comments. I, I, Erickson is a host on this show. I'm a host on, I mean, on this uh, station. So am I, but uh, we are definitely going to have an open discussion about this. I've got lots of great calls teed up uh, from Megyn Kelly offended me to uh, those guys are just Democrats in Republican clothing. So let's get to all of those calls and yours, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB, normally every Saturday from 3 to 6. Today I'm on from 4 to 7 because of the Red State event. WSB is covering the Red State event where conservative uh, Republicans are nominees or want to be nominees. People who are running in the Republican primary are here in Atlanta at a um, this red state event. And Donald Trump was going to be the keynote speaker at tonight's tailgate party at the College Football Hall of Fame. But because he said uh, uh, about Megyn Kelly's approach to him at the debate on Thursday, he said blood was coming out of her eyes, coming out of her wherever. That was widely interpreted as a totally disgusting and offensive, and in my opinion, weird comment about her being female, having hormonal issues, whatever. Now, I wouldn't have, I didn't take it that way to start out with. And when I listened to the whole interview, this happened on the CNN, on a CNN interview that Donald Trump had with a guy named Don Lemon. I listened to later on, two minutes later, two minutes later, he said about Chris Wallace, he too had blood pouring out of his eyes. So I personally uh, would give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt here. I think he should have clarified what he was saying, and and he still hasn't pointed out that he said the same thing about a guy. But as a result, uh, people were offended, and Eric Erickson disinvited Donald Trump from these events. And the reaction I am getting from people from all over the map is really intense. Now, I'm a libertarian, so for me, all I care about is would this guy defend my liberty? Is he such a sexist he's actually going to try to put sexist uh, discriminatory laws in place? I mean, that would worry me, but I don't think that that it's possible for him to do that. It's no news to me that he's been mistreated women i mean particularly his wife his wives i think so uh, this is no news to me i don't like him any more or any less i i do find him refreshing and interesting he's not a libertarian so he he's never going to be my top choice but uh, i do i think that's a very interesting debate i think there's lots of histrionics and showmanship but because of your reaction I really want to get to as many calls as I can. I'm going to try to do a little bit rapid fire. If you listen to my show normally, I really like to get deep, go back and forth. But um, I've got so many great calls. And you can call 2404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to clear out some lines right now. So if you're, if, you're, uh, if you're calling in, give it to me, you know, in a nutshell. David, you're on. Uh, David from Lawrenceville, you're on with Monica. Hi, David. Hey, good afternoon, Monica. My question is this. Um, we know Megyn Kelly probably suffers from the monthly visitor, but when Chief Justice David Souter stepped down, Eric Erickson tweeted out that, and I won't use the profanity, but basically there goes another goat-humping child molester um, off of the bench. I find that far, far more disgusting than, than anything Trump could have said, yet I've seen people fired for much less in their tweets. Yeah, I think the difference... I don't... I'm sorry. No, I just would say that what they always get on is that if you attack a group you know, racial minority or a a women or whatever, like it's so much more important that you offend an entire group. Whereas I'm an individualist libertarian to me, it's actually worse to attack an individual than implicate them and their entire group, because then it's just ridiculous. Like, how are you threatened by that? I'm not at all threatened by what Donald Trump said. 
Sure. Yeah, I understand that. But my, my, more my concern is the, the free use of profanity and things like that. And yet he's pushing against that. What I appreciate from you is the fact that you're, you seem to be very thick skinned. You don't take it personally. I don't see how anybody could have taken this personally. To be honest with you, I think Eric was just overstepping his bounds and really didn't want him there to start with. Well, I don't I don't know. I was trying to like get I was did a little probing to see if I could get into any backstory there and I got no backstory. I don't actually like um, I t- definitely my father is a truck driver and I struggle with vulgarity. But this kind of open discussion about like such weird personal topics, I really can't do that. I can you know, I can drop the S bomb, but this this kind of stuff really makes me uncomfortable Like, I wouldn't want it on in the car, but I do think there's more to it. I don't think it's just uh, what you see is what you get face value. Let me go to Slim in Woodstock. Slim, you are on with Monica. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad to get to speak to you after hearing you for so long. I think uh, Eric is going to take himself to national prominence with this. He's he's going all the way. He's going on Good Day America. He's going to go on all those shows. And do you think that was the point? Well, I I don't think that. I still like Eric, but he has a lot of people that he is acquainted with, and he still, he he says, uh, everybody that he's acquainted with happens to be a good friend of mine. (laughs) That's what my father always said. He was like, you know, why is everybody a good friend? How could you possibly have that many good friends? I think that's an old, that's an old media game. But could I be on fa- yeah. could be on Facebook. Say it again. He could be on Facebook with a lot of friends of his. Oh yeah, I'm sure he has thousands of friends on Facebook. I would say that uh, there. Here's the thing. It's kind of a, a difficult line to walk. I read this book. Uh, that witness by the great Whitaker Chambers, who was the guy who testified against Alger Hiss. And in that book, he was laying out like etiquette. And he said, one very important thing is never to impute base motives on others. So I never, I always give people the benefit of the doubt, Erickson, Trump, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It is hard to do though, because in this media world where you can see the manipulation, you can see reality shows, for heaven's sakes, you can anticipate how much value you can get out of the PR, that you got to wonder sometimes if people actually say and do provocative and bombastic things just because that's where their bread is buttered. And I, I, don't, I, I don't think anybody who really makes it is naive enough not to realize that. I'm going to Charlie in Oxford. Charlie, you're on with Monica. Yes, I um, have always loved, for a long time, loved Fox News. I love uh, Eric Erickson, but I have lost a lot of respect for both. I do think Fox News came out swinging for, uh, for uh, Donald Trump. It was sort of like attacking the... Uh, the big guy in the bar you were talking about. And uh, for Eric to be a uh, uh, self-proclaimed, pretty much libertarian-leaning, free speech Republican, to do this, I think just kind of blows his his reputation to me. Oh, that's very, yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I just, yeah, don't, don't come here talking to me about free speech anymore when you do something like this. 
Well, my uh, funny enough, I am a hardcore libertarian and a staunch defender of the Bill of Rights. I loved that Rand Paul in the debates went to the mat for the Bill of Rights toe to toe with uh, with Chris Christie. If I'm, I apologize for mixing metaphors, but I think that um, for me, I actually am such a libertarian that if you it, you can say whatever you want and you can also do whatever you want. So if Donald Trump said something Eric Erickson doesn't like and, and it's Eric Erickson's house, he can do whatever he wants. He can discriminate against Donald Trump for his views on anything in his own house. You can't make any laws like that. But I'm uh, I I I think these guys are showing you this is the beauty of libertarianism. That there are consequences to your decisions when you have free will. There, there is everything from ostracism to celebration, and you will feel those consequences. You don't need laws. Sometimes it's even more effective to just have what's uh, what are the natural repercussions for what you're saying and doing. I love it. I'm going to William and Milton. William, you are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I just wanted to a couple points. One is I want to thank you very much for your. For your discussion today, I think a lot of people around this country should really hear you explain what's going on, and I, and I thank you for that. Now, the other thing is, I used to be, and I'm going to stress, used to be a fan of Eric Erickson and Fox News. I am no longer. I don't think Eric Erickson should even have a job anymore, and here's why. He is, he's, a, he's, a, um, he's a radio uh, commentator, and because of something Donald Trump allegedly said, the way he interprets it, he disinvited him. Not for something Donald Trump did, but for something he allegedly said that he put in a certain context. And as a radio talk show host, I was hoping he would be an adamant defender of his First Amendment right to say whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I, I, I think that, like, as I said, your First Amendment right is that you can say whatever you want. And my right as a private private property owner is to that I can bat these people back. But it is true that it was not a policy issue, which is what I think uh, if you are an advocate for policy, politics, the policy issues are much more important. So, like I said, if he were advocating discriminatory laws like Saudi Arabia doesn't let women drive, that would be an affront to women. And you pointed out that it's not for something he did, it's just for something he said. And what he and it wasn't news that he is not uh, a, a respectful of women in this, in that he had a wife. He made a vow. He left her for his mistress, and he left that one too. Those are actions that actually hurt women in his life who he was personally committed to, and that happened a long time ago. So I'm not I'm not down on these guys. I'm just pointing out that it is no surprise that Donald Trump does not uh, doesn't hold women in in the kind of esteem that really they that he's obliged to hold them. He's not obliged to not make stupid comments towards Megyn Kelly, but he is obliged to take care of uh, of his vows, which he didn't do. So I never I, I I'm not disappointed because I didn't expect much. I'm going to Nate in Athens. Hi, Nate. You're on with Monica. Oh, I lost Nate. I am going to go. Oh, Nate, I hear you. Go ahead. Nate, you're on with Monica. Um, Just really quick. Now, Eric is the one who every week has a story about someone that's offended and how they should not be offended. That we, We all have the right to be offended. But now we see Eric on TV crying about something that Donald Trump said that he's offended about. And just last week when the line was killed, everybody that was upset about the line, he was just going after them. So 
it's really hypocritical to me that he's taking this stance against Donald Trump over something that he didn't even mean that. I don't think he meant that. Why do you think he didn't mean it? I don't, I don't, I mean. Because it just think, wasn't clear, right? So if he said he didn't right. mean it, he didn't mean it. Right. Yeah. And for, and for him to put it all together and say this is the reason why we're uninviting him, you know, it just, to me, he's totally split uh, the uh, conservative base uh, right down the middle. Well, it isn't, it isn't, uh, I thought it was crazy when Rand Paul went after Donald Trump at the debates. I mean, he's the people's favorite. Unless you are trying to attack him for policy reasons, I don't know why you'd want to make an enemy of the guy. For me, I always try not to be offended. If there is any way I can find a way not to be offended, I try to take that route. And I also respect when people repudiate what they uh, have said or what it's been interpreted. Now, Erickson's explanation, because I was listening to the coverage earlier today, he did say he reached out to the campaign. They didn't say they were going to apologize. They didn't say they were going to backtrack. They didn't even clarify what they were saying. And uh, I think it was handled poorly by the campaign. And then by coincidence, maybe, maybe not, the political advisor was either fired or resigned today. We don't know. But, hey, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them that this whole thing is a show. So John is up next after the break. I've got to hear what he says. He says Megyn Kelly offended him. So uh, stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Warmer tomorrow and Monday, highs of 94 expected. Stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather, brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I just got a tweet from Three Girls Mom saying Trump was out of line, personally attacked a moderator for asking a question he didn't like. He tweeted about it all night. And I got to say, when I was watching the debate and she asked me a question and he immediately came at her, I mean, my response was, why would you just cold cock the moderator and the first question in this debate it just seemed like bad strategy to me but it didn't end there it went on and on and then donald trump was uh disinvited from the red state event we're going to talk about this i've got lots of calls coming up but i'm going to go to john right now john and lithonia you're on with monica uh, thank you, Monica. I just just a couple of quick points. Uh, I was offended by Megyn Kelly. I mean, as a seasoned commentator, she had to know that this was going to be the largest audience that uh, Fox News has had uh, in a while. And I think she had a personal agenda, and that was to draw attention to herself. She came out and attacked Trump from the very beginning. Uh, the second agenda was with the other nine people on on, on stage with Trump. Uh, Trump is number one in the polls, and the other nine are not. <laughs> right, and he's uh, number one by a lot. Exactly, exactly. So I've been listening. I, I, I watched the debate, and I listened to what Trump said. I didn't hear him say anything about anybody's menstrual cycle or anything else about hormones. So people are just conveniently plugging that into the context as they see fit. Now, the, the thing that bothers me is that people are saying that Washington, D.C. doesn't work. And they want it to work. Now, you, well, you have a guy like Trump, whether you agree with his tactics or not, he's putting pressure on people to do something. And that impresses me. And as far as Eric Erickson, I used to listen to his show a lot. I'm, I'm pretty much done with him because as an African-American, I left the Democratic 
party because I was tired of politicians telling me what I wanted to hear. And then when they get, get into office, they do something totally different. Well, we're I getting that. We are getting that from the Republicans now, and I've noticed it for the longest time. I mean, the one thing we can all agree on, everybody who calls himself a Republican, whether it's a Tea Partier or a Libertarian or anything like that, we can all agree on small government, cutting spending, lowering taxes, more economic liberty, and you just never get it, no matter who's in charge. So I think you've got the same thing on the right. Just to clarify, the thing about that Donald Trump said was in a CNN interview, which you can look at on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. I put it up because when you watch the whole thing, I've got markers in there. It doesn't seem to me like he really even meant that. Uh, so... Check that out. You can also, we're having a conversation on Facebook, Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. Up next, lots of calls. Going to do rapid fire. Uh, Don, Antonio, Janet says this is just what we're all fed up with. And I want to know exactly what she means by that. Uh, so stay tuned. Give us a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.